Hello, Collateral Gaming listeners. Chazzle Dazzle here from the Trial by Air Variety Show podcast. I just wanted to take a few seconds to invite you guys over to what we do. No, it's not video games, but we do invite really awesome and unique bands from all over the world. We dig deep into their souls and find really cool stories to tell you, and there's tons of music every week, so subscribe to us wherever you subscribe to your podcast. We look forward to having you. I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. And this is Collateral Collateral Gaming. Gaming 420 edition. Welcome to Collateral Gaming, the only video game podcast that matters, where we focus on good games, bad games, and everything else in between in the world of gaming. We are podcasting straight from San Antonio, Texas, and yes, my friends, we are a 420-friendly podcast. So whatever you have, be it bongs, be it blunts, be it joints, smoke it if you've got it, my friends, smoke it if you've got it. It is officially 420. Yes, it is 420. We have been stoned all day. It's been great. <laughs> Pretty much all day. I mean, we just we just took a few bong rips just to just to get as a warm up, you know, for the podcast. I think it's important to realize events like these, events like the only 420 month in our lifetimes, you know, given the current climate. So, and, and truly it is. This is April you know, oh four twenty. It is it is the only four twenty, true four twenty month of four twenty we'll ever have. Yeah, it's timely that it would be during this pandemic. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. It's like that that silver lining. Right. Yeah, we're not here to talk about weed all day. Um, there's plenty of podcasts for that. We're here to talk about weed smoking and and what that has to do in the video game context. We're talking about weed smoking games. Because there aren't, there isn't really unlike, you know, the movie, you know, the cinema, uh, category. There isn't, you know, where there's a stoner film genre. There isn't a stoner game genre per se. Yeah. But like movies, you know, like how we have weed smoking movies, we have weed smoking games, games that are fun to get high to, games that I think fulfill that role better than other games do. I agree. Yeah. We'll, we'll have a lot more to talk about that in an upcoming uh, bonus round episode. Oh, actually, that should be out by the time this comes out. Because <laughs> we are recording on 420 day. It's important to note, we are, we are, in fact, recording on the 20th of April, 2020, today. We're just posting it, you know, all later. Yeah, exactly. So we didn't, we didn't post on 420, but we're going to post, we're going to record on 420. 420, so it counts. I think that's what matters. And, and anyway, it's 420 month, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, I, I just feel like that whole culture, you know, the cannabis culture or the counterculture, you know, you could say, um, it is really relevant to gaming. And, and I think it's an integral part. You know, you've got your movie junkies and you have gamers. 
Right. You know, what hashtag gamers unite or some cringy shit like that. Right. <laughs> I mean, what what stoner isn't a gamer though? I mean, honestly. Honestly. I mean, you watch enough stoner movies just to tell. I mean, you can tell you, your stoner character is usually a gamer. Like that's a pretty common trope, I'd say. It is. And uh, that's that's kind of what we're known for, you know? Guys that just sit at home and play video games, which we could finally fulfill that role being on quarantine. Right. I mean, you know, some people say we, we hide away in our mother's basements, but some of us make it out of there. Some of us get more successful lives and start a podcast and, you know. <laughs> <laughs> some of us are essential, okay? Yeah, essential workers. Hello. Hello. I think uh, it, it's important right now, you know, while we have time to kind of embrace that culture. Um, we're doing that today by talking about what we feel is um, a, a perennial weed smoking game, you know, a, a perfect weed smoking game. And that is Mario Kart 8. Yes. And and th- that is for so many reasons. So many reasons it is essential. Um, one, just, just the simplicity, the lack of thought process. I mean, there is, but it's just, it's so, it's simple. You're just, you're racing. And anybody can do pick up a racing game and, you know, race a car. Whether you're good or bad, you know the premise of it, you know. But Mario Kart has a, has kind of a vibe to it that's it does. different. You know, it, it in actually invented the kart racing genre. That is true. But um but yeah, I mean we're gonna talk about Mario Kart eight. That's our focus of today, but we're also gonna talk about the Mario Kart series as a whole. Um, because I feel like this entire series is is a this franchise is a weed smoking, you know, uh culture icon. <laughs> Well, we'll go into, I guess, development and production, you know, before we get into the series and before we get into the gameplay here. But um, I did a little bit of research, all right? I tried to be prepared because I knew I was going to be high as fuck. (laughs) So we've got uh, developer Nintendo EAD. Now, this is the Entertainment Analysis and Development Division. Um, it's just one, you know, division of Nintendo, specifically in the game development department. Right. Um, now that was formerly known as Nintendo uh, Research and Development for Department, and uh, which was formerly the largest uh, development software development division within Nintendo. This is important to note because this entire division and the department that preceded it was actually preceded by the creative department. Um, which Shigeru Miyamoto and Takashi Tezuka belong to. So it all starts from, you know, that era um, and those icons in the gaming world. They actually both served as managers of Nintendo EAD and are credited in every game to this day. So, well, I say to this day, Nintendo EAD did actually end up merging with software planning and development into entertainment planning and development, um, which, as we know, uh, developed Breath of the Wild. Comes Pretty full enough. circle there. but um, If you pay attention to our podcasts. <laughs> exactly. Um, that actually, that merging and restructuring happened after the passing of Iwata, which, you know, God rest his soul. Who would that be? Um, Satoru Iwata. Who? Who is he? <laughs> Who is he? Oh, my God. You got to explain. You got to explain to people. Explain to me, especially because I'm stoned. (laughs) You consider yourself a member of the gaming community and you don't even know the uh, former president and CEO of Nintendo. Okay, there you go. That's all I needed to know. Iwata asks. Well, 
<laughs> He's giving me a look right now. But um, in any case, uh, Nintendo EAD is best known, of course, for the Donkey Kong, Mario, Zelda, F-Zero, Star Fox, Animal Crossing, Pikmin, and Wii franchises. Practically everything Nintendo. Ugh, Animal Crossing. Ugh. <laughs> Gives me shivers. Why? You don't like Animal Crossing? I don't know. I don't know. I've been playing that one uh, on the Switch, New Horizons, and it's actually pretty badass. Kind of, I haven't played any of the other ones since the original GameCube version, so it's it's an interesting comparison. Yeah, um, Ash's wife needs friends. <laughs> yes, my wife Lillian Chancellor needs Animal Crossing friends. Um, I think they would need her friend Code to do that. So oh, good luck. Figure it out. <laughs> Alrighty. Obviously, published by Nintendo, developed by Nintendo. There's not much else to say about that, but I just thought we'd go out with those few facts. Um, and then, you know, this game was released on the Wii U and then re-released as the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe port on the Nintendo Switch. Yeah, kind of going back on the series history, all right? So we originally had Super Mario Kart. Uh, this was on the Super Nintendo um, it has uh, 2D graphics, which are the um, the Mode 7 method. I tell you, that was some crazy gaming. <laughs> yeah, it's it's honestly hard to steer nowadays. Well, it's miserable. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe it was easier on whatever controller they had. Maybe there was some joystick or, or whatever it took. What did you say it was on? The it was on the Super Nintendo. Oh, Super Nintendo. Okay. It was, so it was a D-pad. It was a D-pad. Okay. Well, I don't know. Maybe it was easier to control. Maybe it was just as shit as it is now. I don't know, but it, it's it's hard to control. It is, um, you know, it's difficult on this two D plane, uh, racing and trying to get items and going on boost paths. It's just it's it's weird to to, to maneuver, but you can kind of get the hang of it after a while. It's just it's a lot of. I mean, it's almost impossible not to just bounce against walls. Yeah, no, it's it's almost impossible. I I don't know how. I guess. A lot of practice, right? You can get mastering it. You know, we kind of have it easy because we actually have good controls uh, and good physics in gaming now that are just objectively superior to the, the technology we used to have. Right. And so, it's easier for us to master that. But you got to think about how you know our forebears in the you know the gaming world had to develop mastery over these. You know what I mean? They actually had to account for uh, sticky analog sticks. Yes. You know what I mean? Uh, gaming has become kind of a profession now. So we, it's easier to master things than it was before. So you really got to respect, you know, that, that era um, and in previous eras in general. But uh, Super Mario Kart in a lot of ways was considered revolutionary at the time. Um, it's something that uh, I guess stood out as, you know, like I said earlier, which Mario Kart series did as a whole, but um, defining the kart racing genre. You know what I mean? Didn't we play that like NASCAR game that was that was Mario Kart style? Yeah, I think we did. Uh, what was it? It was weird, but it was it was Mario Kart style. They had, like bobbleheads and yeah, the and they were, had items and the controls were almost the same. Might as well have been exactly. Well, another game that would you know do that would be your like your uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, Nitro Kart. What's it called? Crash Nitro Kart. Yeah, Crash. Same, same style of gameplay. Exactly. There's so a Pac-Man one. one too. I, I remember. That's right. Yeah. Did I play all these games? It's wild. So I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's a Sonic one too. I would believe it. Yeah, no. Super Mario Kart started it all. Uh, and it's a uh, tried and true formula that's really worked, you know, even into other IPs. So 
Uh, it was actually the fourth best-selling Super Nintendo game of all time. It originally all had the characters Mario, Luigi, Peach, Yoshi, Bowser, Donkey Kong Jr., Koopa Troopa, and Toad. Yes. Well, apparently, they all have different stats from the beginning, from even that game. Yeah. So that's pretty wild because we've noticed it in like the newer games that each of your characters, you know, have different stats just by you know noticing that you can actually check the stats, like in Mario Kart Eight. But in the previous games, you can't check stats. You just some characters are faster than others, and you kind of have to figure that out. <laughs> right. Exactly. So it, th- these characters did have different stats, um, but yeah, you just really had to play around with it. Again, back to harder to master. You know. Yeah. You just had to play, and then you would figure it out from there. And that was indicative, that was definitive of a lot of games of that era. Um, I've tried playing like the original Legend of Zelda. Uh, actually, that's Nintendo era. But right. going into A Link to the Past, Super Nintendo era. Um, and, you know, also like Super Metroid, you know, that kind of. Games were not as hard as the previous generation in that you they literally gave you nothing unless you read the, the game manual. Right. But you certainly had to pick things up on your own. For sure. You had to pick things up. You had to figure out the drifting and, and, and how to do things. It's it's confusing. Yeah. And it, it really is. And they had the drifting system, you know, even then. Um, you had your items, pretty much the definitive items, the standardized ones that we have in all of the games. Uh, the banana, the coin, the mushroom, green shell, red shell, starman, lightning, and boo. One thing that was unique about this one that didn't make its way in a lot of other games was that um, NPCs actually had special items. Right, yeah. So every uh, every uh, of the computer-controlled characters um, would have a unique item for that character. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, uh, most of the other games didn't do that, but this one did. Um, it had the modes that we're familiar with, Mario Kart Grand Prix, uh, the time trial, the uh, match race battle mode, two... Uh, Grand Prix engine classes, 50cc, 100cc. A lot of these conventions continue throughout. Right, including more, and some pretty interesting ones as well. Like in Mario Kart 8, you got your mirror and your 200cc. Yes, and those get added over time as well, uh, starting with Mario Kart 64, which added the 150cc and mirror mode. Right. Um, This was on, of course, the Nintendo 64. So for the first time, we have 3D graphics, um, and as opposed to the two-player multiplayer, four-player multiplayer now, and slipstreaming, yeah, um, which is that that physics effect when the carts race by each other, yeah. Um, it actually added two new playable characters, Wario and Donkey Kong. Added some more of what could be considered definitive items now: uh, fake item box, triple red shell, triple green shell, triple mushroom, banana bunch, golden mushroom, and the infamous blue shell. Mm-hmm. Um, blue which, shell. Oh, fuck that blue <laughs> shell. For the longest time, was the one unbeatable item. Yeah, until Mario Kart 8 come around. Yeah. Come around. <laughs> With the, the super horn, which we definitely hoarded that item. Oh, yeah. Especially when you're, when you're you know, way in first, you know you're going to get blue shot eventually. Yeah. No, exactly. So Mario Kart 64 introduced that. There was no way to block it. And there wasn't for a long time, at least as far as I know. Um the next game that came out in the franchise was Mario Kart Super Circuit. This was the first portable title um, that was on the Game Boy Advanced. Um, it actually included all of the tracks from Super Mario Kart because it used the same uh, Mode 7 2D graphics. 
So essentially, you've got, you know, how do you do racing on two dimensions? Um, it's, uh, you've got to use an animation style that d makes it look like you're in 3D space. Right. Notice when you're playing car racing games, you know, from that era. Exactly. That's mode seven. So because the Super Circuit had the same uh, 2D graphics with that format, um, it actually could include all of the tracks from Super Mario Kart along with its own. So that that's the, really the only thing notable about it. Other than that, it's obviously kind of a downgrade from the Nintendo 64 version. But um, you've then got one of the more popular games and one of the only ones we couldn't actually get to play um, because there's no... Emulate there's well there's emulators but there's no uh, there's no virtual console for GameCube and yep. I'm missing my GameCube I don't have it currently. God rest our souls. God rest its soul. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we weren't able to play Double Dash, but I've always wanted to because this is the only um, the only game in the series that has uh, features cooperative play. Um, well. Cooperative play with two-player carts. So right. You have one player driving and one player using items. Um, it also introduced land play. Yeah. So playing with same people on different consoles, but on the same Wi-Fi. Yeah. Yeah. You had to be on the same network. Um, I, I believe it had to be. You needed to be like probably hardwired. To right. It, it would have been Ethernet. But that'd have been pretty fun. But yeah, you could do that. Um, you had eleven new playable characters. At this point, there's too many to go into. Um, it did actually reintroduce the concept of special items, as in uh, unique items to each character, which now carried over to the playable character. So uh, certain teams would have like unique powers, like Mario would have fire, and um, I think the Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong would have bananas. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So it, it was one of the only games in the series that actually uses that as well. So it stands apart in a lot of ways, and it hasn't been replicated since. So it's done, it does something special that none of the other games do. Kind of, you know, in my opinion, I guess the Majora's Mask of the franchise. That's what you mean. The game that didn't necessarily, you know, that obviously has been progressed over in terms of technical advancements, but did something that no other game, you know, has done since. Um, but I'd have to really have been able to play it to say it wasn't one of the games I played back when I had a GameCube. I think I was playing more like more a lot of Zelda, a lot of Wind Waker, a lot of Twilight Princess, uh, and some Naruto Clash of Ninja. Right. <laughs> anyway, but um, but yeah, it's the only game that uh, you that uses two characters per cart. Um, it also in introduced unlockable characters and carts, which is a series staple now. Right. Yeah. Then that's that's a fantastic thing to have. You know, it gives you a sense of progress as you kick ass. Okay, I get more of this, and there's there's more of an actual campaign to get through. Yeah, Mario Kart Eight really increases that. But by the end, it's that's that's the last game that does the most of that, where you actually feel like you're not just racing for races, but you're trying to just get through and finish them and get yourself through. You know, oh for sure, you have the three star things. I mean, it, it's a lot more complicated, <laughs> which is good. <laughs> it is, it is. Um, but yeah, it, Mario Kart Eight. I think I'll go ahead and say this. I mean. I think it's it's the best of the series. It's it's the definitive Mario Kart game. For sure. Um, but there is something to say for a, the game like Double Dash, which did something different. What I'd like to see is a game with the technical advancements of Mario Kart 8 take on and be like a Double Dash sequel and it reintroduce that concept. Right. That's a good idea. So whereas, you know, your Super Mario Kart 64 
was a, a lower tier of your your Mario Kart 8, really, you would have your double dash with an upgrade of it being the the two. You know, your Mario Kart 8 physics. Right. Yeah, Mario Kart 8 <clears throat> feels more like an upgrade, a true upgrade to Mario Kart 64, where playing that game is just kind of like, well, if I have better controls, why am I going to go back and play this? Right. That, that is what it feels like. But Double Dash has an aspect of it that's not replicated. So I'd like to see that carry over. Um, and I definitely play the shit out of that. For sure. High as fuck. <laughs> um, we've got, of course, Mario Kart DS, uh, one of the most popular games in the franchise. Uh, obviously on the Nintendo DS. So it features dual screen play. Um, it introduced online multiplayer for the first time. And also the idea of retro battle arenas. So you'd have you know, arenas from previous games that you could play through uh, and they were introduced as a separate track. Um, it also introduced three new playable characters, two new items, which are, again, iconic items, the blooper and the bullet bell. Yes. So now iconic items. Um, it also added a, apparently a mission mode as well. But I remember playing a lot of Mario Kart DS. This is the one why I start to have actual memories of right no i can remember playing that one too actually i don't think i ever owned a copy of the game but i always played it with friends and i remember those days and we would bring like our ds's over to like conventions or yes i remember that was a lot of fun <laughs> or like um academic events or whatever um or when we went to each other's you know our friends houses and we do the little the ds had its own little like land play you could do and then it also had internet access so, but that was fun. I remember playing Mario Kart DS with people and um, getting a blast out of that, being able to actually play with other people, have our own screens, you know, but still be in the room together. I think that's important. Um, so, yeah, Mario Kart DS really uh, sticks a lot in my mind. It also, I think, had like the customizable uh, logos and things like that. Um, you actually had like real kart customization. Right. Uh, Kart customization is important. A lot of that carried over into Mario Kart Wii, another popular game in the franchise. Um, it really just goes upwards from here, to be honest with you. Um, obviously, on the Wii, um, introduced motion controls, you know, which have been a part of every title since. Um, it introduced uh, tricks off of off of the. Uh, ledges, I guess you, I could say. It's any, any any surface that you you can get airtime off of. Right. So tricks. Um, and then also the 12-player uh, racing. So instead of having eight, it was booped up to 12 and motorbikes. Yeah. Bikes, honestly, are usually the best way to go just because of the maneuverability. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, like like we were mentioning earlier, each vehicle and each character have different, different stats. So you have to kind of fit to your gameplay. Yeah. No, definitely, yeah. and I the carts for me was a big was a big deal because um, I've actually gotten used to the cart style. Like that's how I play, so that's why it's a little harder for me in other you know earlier Mario Kart games. I think too, um, because you just have the option, and the, uh, the the physics of the bike are just different. Uh, you can hit those drifts better, for sure. But Mario Kart Wii is another one that I have a lot of memories of. Um, I played a lot. Again, I really don't think I ever owned a copy of the game. I don't think I ever owned a copy of any of the Mario Kart games. I just played them at people's houses. So I remember owning that one. You did? I do remember owning that one. Okay. Maybe we did. I don't know. But um, we had uh, that introduced six new playable characters, including the me, so you could have yourself, and three new items, the Mega Mushroom, Thundercloud, and Pow Block. 
Um, two of those, the Thundercloud and Pal Block, would never return. But and the Mega Mushroom's really not all that common either. But sad day. Mario Kart Wii is also kind of a, in its own time, what was a definitive version of the game. Uh, and Mario Kart DS was to a degree as well. Right, Mario Kart DS. I mean, really brought in that new era of really good physics. They really worked on the physics a lot, and they they just. They did a good job with that. I remember playing that 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 game much on other people's DSs as well. I feel like it's one of the more technically advanced Nintendo DS games for sure. Um, and Mario Kart Wii also makes full advantage of the capabilities of the Wii, the motion controls at the time, which were limited before having attachments like the Wii Motion Plus. Um, and so, and they could even perfect a system where it was possible to play gyro. Most people don't like to, but you can. Yeah, I've I've really gone attached to the D-pad. D-pad is where it's at. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I just get so much maneuverability. I can keep my thumb on the D-pad all day. See, I feel like that's weird. I feel like the D-pad restricts mobility. Um, you've got so much more movement with the analog stick. You've got actually more movement with the gyro, but it's a lot harder to master. And when it doesn't work, it really fucks you over. Control stick is kind of a more intermediate option, and it's reliable. Oh, I would believe that the gyro would probably be best on the Switch, maybe, just because of how it, it, it more advanced it is, especially in the Wii U. I've just noticed a lot of difference, particularly just by playing the Switch version. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I, I could believe the gyro maybe a little better, but I, I don't know. I just I, I found such a such a <laughs> love into the D pad, man. It's it's wild. <laughs> um. No, I feel you. Everybody has their own play style. It's like people who play Smash and have to use the Nintendo GameCube controller. Oh, yeah. That's what works for them. You know what I mean? Um, and so Nintendo, from you know to this day, makes GameCube controllers that connect to the Switch. Yep. Um, so that, that was, I guess, something important. So people have their own play styles. Uh, Nintendo replicates that in the Mario Kart series with you know the classic controller, classic controller pro. Yeah, we'll talk about Mario Kart 8 in, in a second. Um, but after we discuss its direct predecessor, Mario Kart 7, yes, started using the numbering, um, the numbered titles instead of what system it was on, I guess. But um, Mario Kart 7 was on the 3DS, so it features the stereoscopic 3D graphics that were on that system, which is honestly a really cool aspect to add to Mario Kart. You know what I mean? Right. No, I agree. Um, it also introduced some uh, key concepts that show up, you know, in Mario Kart 8: the hang gliding, submersible carts, um, the ability to change to a first-person perspective, and full-on cart customization, as we know it in Mario Kart 8. Um, it introduced four new playable characters. It reintroduced coins, um, which previously, I think, since the original Super Mario Kart, had not popped up. Maybe in Super Circuit, but um, but yeah, Mario Kart 7 again redefined the genre, but also but not redefine, you know, just became the definitive addition, building on key concepts. That's what's kept the Mario Kart series together for so long, has been um, keeping those key concepts, staying true to, to the same thing, not even really expanding much, but just tightening those right. controls, tightening the handling, taking advantage of the hardware and then their own, you know, pushing the boundaries of their own technical limitations to have, um, as crazy it sounds, a realistic you know, gameplay physics. <laughs> right. No, it's a lot better and it's more, it is, you're right, realistic, but it's enough where it's like, it's easy enough that it's not going to usually fuck you over if you just, anyone can learn these controls and not be a good, good at like racing games, for instance. That makes any sense. Right. 
There's, they're easy enough that they're, and you can be hand, handicapped enough where it can be easy enough for you at least. Yeah, it strikes that balance. <clears throat> it strikes that balance between realism and fun. Right. Um, and, and being, it embraces itself as a family well, that, game. But that's what, I mean, Nintendo and I guess the Mario series as a whole is known for. Yeah. It's bringing in that, that especially as a late, you know, but that, that it's always fun and fa- it's, it's family fun always, but it's, it's just fun to play. It is know? fun it to is. play. And even when you're, you know, an adult and you're just getting stoned as hell. Right. That's all I can say. It's just fun to play. It just takes you back, um, brings you some of those childhood memories from some of the games growing up. You know what else is, is you know, we should mention here are some of the other spinoffs or other games, uh, like the Mario Kart arcade Grand Prix games. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, there's actually was four of them, you know, Arcade GP, GP2, GPDX, and GPVR. Um, and they actually had, like, characters like Pac-Man. you remember? I think so. You ever played it at, like, Chuck E. Cheese or something? Yes, I think I know <laughs> what you're talking about. There's a VR one. Apparently there is a VR one. I think that that might be probably pretty new. Um, There's also, and I've been playing a little bit of this, the mobile game, Mario Kart Tour. Um, It's on iOS and Android. I've been playing it on iOS, and it's honestly pretty fucking awesome. Um, It actually also reintroduces a lot of the things um, that aren't even in Mario Kart 8, like special items. Nice. Uh, I think if we had a new game, a new like uh, uh, Mario Kart 9, you know, Codename, whatever the fuck they're going to name it, if they they bring out a new one, I would I would like to see the special items come back, and maybe maybe even make the double dash a mode. Yeah, that you know could work mean? too. Maybe make double dash a different mode, a whole different like series. You know what I mean? I I could see that working. Or they could have you know make more money ultimately and create a double dash series alongside right. by that side and have they could just make more money. You're right. That's another way to do it too. Half <laughs> releases like that. You know what I mean? They're they're right. t- staggered. Right. But either way, the next one is I want to see the special items. That, w- that would be very important to see in the next game. Uh, just like you mentioned in that, that other game on the iOS. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, maybe that's the direction the series is headed in. I definitely think we're going to see more console Mario Kart games. We're due a Mario Kart game for Switch. You're right, because we've only got a remastered date. Basically, it's, a, it's an enhanced port. It's not even remastered. It's right. the same game, but um, enhanced um, to take a little bit more advantage of the uh, Nintendo Switch uh, technical advancements. We'll get into more of that when we talk about you know like the DLC and then and that port. Um, but I've been playing Mario Kart 8 Deluxe a lot on on the Switch while we've been playing it on the Wii U. Oh yeah, and um, just kind of going back and forth, playing a little bit on my own. Of course, high. We have to get high before we play. We have to. Um, and I gotta say, the deluxe version is just so much more refined. There's just a huge difference in the handling. Um, they really went all out. I don't know how what they did or how they tweaked the physics, but it it plays so much better. It does. Even I've noticed. I mean, they they have you know changed the stats on some vehicles a little bit. A few things were changed, but they just kind of updated it a little bit for games because I don't know if um, Breath of the Wild came out yet after eight had it. Right. I noticed like the Breath of the Wild link was what was what it looked like. It looked like the the vehicle that they took was from Breath of the Wild, not from you know whatever previous game. Yes. They yes. actually use the Breath of the Wild bike. So the, 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 that vehicle versus other vehicles that they changed, I noticed different stats and different characters and stuff. So there was a little bit more than just enhancement. But yes, they did. It, was, it wasn't it was a whole overhaul. It was the same game, just remastered. Oh, yeah, no. Yeah, that, that's the other thing. Yeah, like you said, it's not just enhancements. I mean, it also included, I believe, the Breath of the Wild Link and the, and the 
the Master Cycle Zero that came right. from Breath of the Wild were added um, as an update, actually, to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Right. Um, which actually came with all of the DLC that Mario Kart 8 came, which is the first Mario Kart game to have DLC. Right. Um, we will get into that, though, later. Like I said, um, I've got a whole I've got a whole segment on that. So, um, actually, right now, Dakota and I are going to kind of actually probably tick, just take a little break, just, just chill, get some water, smoke some more weed, and then we'll be right back. You won't even notice. We'll come back, and it'll just be like we never left. All mm-hmm. right. Feels like it's been a few days. Sure does. With this quarantine. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, Mario Kart 8, I think, is the definitive Mario Kart game. I think it builds off of the concepts that most of the other games in the series, you know, have added. Uh, and on top of that, you know, it's just a more refined experience. I would overall. agree. I mean, between that and like the Switch version, uh, that there's even a big difference between just that. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. The deluxe version is definitely an objectively superior version of the game. The handling is just different. Right. Better. Um, but, yeah, Mario Kart 8 overall, you know, improves on those series mechanics. It refines the controls, the physics. I mean, really, the only component that, you know, you could say is missing, if you had to, you know, point something out, is something revolutionarily different, like Double Dash did. But... You know, as far as a, a standard Mario Kart game goes, you know, it combines all of the elements that are important to the to the series and the gameplay. Right. And, and, and it does actually have some innovation, some new content like the anti-gravity mechanic. No, that, that's a really nice mechanic. I, I like that. There, there's a lot of mechanics. I don't know. The parachute, was that is that new to this one as well? The hang glider was hang introduced glider. in 7. Was it in 7? I don't know. I really like that one, though. I, I, I like that ability that it's kind of like we, we mentioned it's like flying in Paper Mario. Yeah. <laughs> That's what the mechanics feel like. It, it does, right? The controls are, are just like the Paper Mario airplane controls. Yeah. Thousand-year door. But yeah, no, the anti-gravity mechanic is a lot of fun. I like being able to drive on walls and ceilings. And, and while you're in that mode, I mean, this is just sections of the tracks, of the courses. So all the new courses in this game have an anti-gravity mechanic. And even some of the old ones, I think, have anti-gravity shortcuts added 
But um, I like that you when you bump into objects uh, or even other players, you'll actually get that short boost. Yeah, no, no, there's a lot of nice boosts. There's weird, you can just run into things that you wouldn't think you would run into and they give you a boost, <laughs> which is pretty nice. Yeah. Pretty much anything that's like in the middle of the track and it's got like a little like spring-loaded look, you're going to want to hit it. Yeah, you, you don't want to because like, you're right. like, oh shit, I have to avoid that. But you actually, and, and even other players, you know, you get a boost. Which, right. one thing I think that was new to this game, I'm, 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 I think so. I don't think it was in any, any of the early ones. I certainly don't remember this being a component is that if you're accelerating and coming behind somebody, you'll get the boost off of them. Right, yeah. Well, no, that was as early back as Mario Kart 64, wasn't it? Maybe. If your acceleration, I don't know, but if your acceleration is higher, you will actually get a boost off of instead of running into somebody. So that that's a nice touch. Uh, Mario Kart 8 also introduces ATVs. So now we have um, carts, bikes, and ATVs. Um, also the, uh, Mario Kart TV where originally you could upload highlights to YouTube. Uh, I don't think that functionality is there anymore. It's certainly not in the switch version, but, um, there is the Mario Kart TV though, where you can go back and like, and look at your highlights. Uh, pretty cool feature. Just kind of look back at some cool tricks, things you did just, you can kind of save what six of them. Yeah. I think that's what those stars mean in the, in the start menu. Yeah, yeah, no, the there's yeah. It took us a while to figure out what those fucking stars meant. Right, yeah, it was weird. They I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah, you can, you can, you can have like favorite highlights. Um, we we were thinking it like increased our score or something. It right. was like a limited time, limited use. Like I don't know. <laughs> um, but no, uh, eight also apparently introduced up to four local players in Grand Prix. I guess you could. I guess before that doesn't seem right, but I guess before you you couldn't have four player Grand Prix. Really? Guess you can only have two. That's weird. Makes um, sense. I see where that, that kind of comes in, especially with your with your stars, because it was confusing. We didn't know what it how what it was like to get you know three stars and or two stars or one star. What the difference was until we finally did it. Three stars you have to get first on every single map, which 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 makes sense. But two stars, okay. There's only one way to get two stars as well, which is getting first place in every single match but one. And he has to be second. Because we have gotten first place in every single match except one, which was third. <laughs> and we got one star. Well, how does that make sense? Yeah, the star system is weird. What they ought to do is just put rank in there, put put place. Right, exactly. Like average place. So like if you got a first in all four races, <clears throat> you would average a first. Right. Which is the only way to average a first. You know? The original 64 version was that way. I remember... Um, we were playing it. It's like it tallies up your points, and then you get. I don't think they count as stars, but you just get it in order, just like they do the points at the end when they average it. Yeah, that's all they do, which makes sense. That's kind of the way it should be. Right. Well, kind of like, kind of, kind of like in Naruto. I was playing some of that recently. There's, there's a bit of that aspect too. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, no Mario Kart Eight apparently also is the first game to feature DLC and 200 CC. 200 cc is wild. We yeah, tried that one. 200 cc is hard. <laughs> it's some hard shit. I mean, you're going around tracks fast, and you have to break. You have to let go of the gas at some point. In most matches, you know, you can go and not let go of the gas the entire time, and it's fine. I mean, you're supposed to do that. You're supposed to be accelerating the whole time, but not in 200. <laughs> you got to <laughs> let go of that acceleration. Yeah, it's uh, 200 is is ridiculous. 
Uh, you have to learn how to how to brake while drifting, which mm-hmm. is something you can't do in the your Wiimote configuration. Yeah, I just like go the acceleration. It works. You're a you're a D pad guy too. Yep, D pad's better. It's all about that D pad. I don't know. I can keep my thumb on the D pad and and move it around and circle it around better than I can that that the joystick. Well, to each his own. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said earlier, I, th- I think I said that er- this that earlier in this podcast. Uh, there are people who prefer the GameCube controller in Smash to this yep. day. Like that's that is their thing. Mario Kart Eight actually has plenty of control schemes available. You can play it on the gamepad. Um, you can play it on uh, a the Wii classic remote. controller. You mm-hmm. can play it on the classic controller, the classic controller Pro. Uh, I don't know if there's a Wiimote plus nunchuck option. Probably not. And you can also you can get the the fucking Wii wheel if you want. Oh yeah, that's right, the wheel. <laughs> that would be awesome. I would get the wheel. Yeah, because that's that's real gyro right there. Real gyro, exactly. The Wii mode is the only one that it actually has the right shape for gyro that that works. Right. It's small enough that gyro is actually kind of possible using the Wii remote. But yeah, no, there's plenty of controls that are offered by this. So whatever your preference is, you'll have that ability. Uh, me personally, I'm a gamepad guy. Well, actually, the Mario Kart 8, you know, deluxe on the Switch. I'm, I'm a Switch guy, and I'm playing. I have the Switch Lite, so I'm, I'm always playing in handheld mode, and that actually works for me because I don't have I, I don't have glasses, and I'm supposed to be correcting my vision, <laughs> so I can't fucking see yeah. the TV. So I was always yeah, gamepad always every time game we pad. play. <laughs> it works out though because I prefer the Wii Remote using the D-pad on it, honestly. Yeah, well, exactly. See, everybody has their own preferences. And that's what makes this game uh, fun to get high to, is you can just kind of jump in in your own play style. Mm-hmm. I agree. And and just relax, just chill. Um, sometimes if, if you're too high, you'll suffer. But you can so suffer. If you're the right amount of high, like, you'll do great. Perfect. And that's what makes a 420 episode. Yeah, I, I can just like I can just focus solely, especially on the on the Switch version. I can focus solely on just staying on the track, and then find out I was first place in every race in the cup. <laughs> yeah, you don't even realize it at one point. Like, oh well, fucking shit, I'm already three races in. This is great. <laughs> we did a lot of Grand Prix. A lot of Grand Prix. We, we did we, some online. We three starred every single one in 100 CC, which means we three starred every single one in 50 CC. Yeah. Yeah, we we actually kind of made our way through the story. I think on the Switch version, I I my no, I haven't. I haven't cleared the hundred CC, but I've I've won all of them, all the cups. I just need right. to three star them all. But um, yeah, no, there there was something kind of addicting there. If there's any kind of a campaign to Mario Kart, it's the Grand Prix. And it's the Grand Prix, yeah. That's kind of what we focused on was just at first completing all the cups, winning all the cups, um, and then going back and three starring all of them. Going back and three-starring all of them, exactly. Which means getting first on every single race. Yes. Which means one of us ended up having to getting three-stars on every single race, which, race, which is an interesting mechanic because you, if the person who gets first place you know, gets first place on the first match, they need to be first place in every match if you're playing co-op on every race. So <laughs> that's, it's, it's interesting because you can help the, the first person if you're in co-op. So by staying in second place, they actually help. Their co-op paper can help. The first person, you know. Yeah. Yeah, we should have done some more team battles. That would have been nice. Or, or I mean, te- team races. Team races. Because been fun, yeah. in Grand Prix, we teamed up. We, we did. We'd help each other out. Whoever got first in the first race, the other one was going to protect them. Right. Sin shells backwards. Stay in second place because it, being in second place allows you to 
take take a bullet, you yeah, know? Yeah, exactly. The only item that would get me or you would be the green shell. I mean, the, sorry, the blue shell. Yeah. Well, this game also features the only item that can f completely deflect a... a uh, a blue shell. Which we just recently learned isn't 100% true. No, that's not true. The bullet bell can also. If you yep. carry a bullet bill from from a lower place up. Yeah, but you won't, you won't get it in first place. No, you won't get a bullet bill in first place. But if you grab a bullet bill in a further place and end up being in first and keeping that item and you get blue shelled, you use that bullet bill. That's strategically using it. Um, but the, the item that's introduced in this game... Uh, that I think has that intended purpose, and you will get it in first place. Is yeah, the super horn. It's it's due to its it's you know how I really only see that when you're higher places. If you get like first or second place, is the only really time I've ever seen that item. Yeah, I don't really recognize getting it later on. Honestly, it, it changes everything because it's finally an item that you'll get in first place that can deflect blue shells. Yeah, that you don't have to strategically hoard from a you know lower place. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I think that was that was important because before there was almost no way. I guess if you happen to think about bringing hoarding a bullet bell, unless you did that, you you were fucked. Yeah, you're fucked in previous <laughs> games. But now, yeah, the super horn changes everything, and that's an item to hoard. If you, even if you're in second place, just just hoard it. And we even find ourselves hoarding bananas because you can you can deflect shells with them, uh, or other shells since you can throw them backwards. Right. Yeah, so. no, no, that's a lot of fun. Um, bananas are nice for blocking shells, like we mentioned. You know, um, that like green shells, blue shells. I'm sorry, forgot blue shells, red shells. There's so hard, so many colors. <laughs> but um, no, red shells and green shells can be blocked with bananas if you time them right. Yeah, and that's a lot of fun. If you have items circling around you, they'll also block shells too. So if you yes. have like green shells circling around you, like you have like three of them or red shells, they will block and also do damage to a player if they run into you. Which is really annoying because I that's the times that you don't want to hit the players. If you get a triple mushroom and a player runs into one, I tested this the other yes, night. So did I. They will get the boost off of the mushroom. Yes. <laughs> uh, you you can take someone's mushroom boosts if, if it's circling around them. Yeah. That that's crazy. Um I I had to test it out and it finally happened. But yeah, I know the uh Mario Kart 8 introduces a lot of new items and a lot of characters too. Uh, we've got, you know, just in the base game, the Koopalings, Baby Rosalina, and Pink Gold Peach. Uh, DLC added to Nookie Mario, Cat Peach, Link from The Legend of Zelda, which is my character. Yeah. Uh, Dry Bowser. Uh, and then Villager and Isabel from Animal Crossing. Uh, Deluxe, on top of that, added Bowser Jr., Dry Bones, King Boo, Inkling Boy and Girl from Splatoon. Uh, gold Mario as a costume for Metal Mario and Breath of the Wild Link in a later patch yeah. as a costume for Link. Well, a lot of cool characters. A lot of those important characters, though, you know, at least particularly Link. That's my character, Breath of the Wild Link. And we tested this. He actually has different stats than Link. You would think that they were the same, but they're not because they yeah. share a character slot. But yeah, it's 42 characters overall if you include all DLC and Deluxe. Um, and then, of course, the new items, the boomerang flower, um, which can be thrown up to, I think, three times to attack players or thrown backwards to get rid of in one swoop. Uh, piranha plant, that's a useful item. That is a really useful item because it, it does a lot. It not only does it eat players and items if you time it right, um, but it also, uh, what's it called? Boosts. It boosts you. Yeah. And so that's just like the most overpowered item. It's like a golden mushroom plus a uh, attack. 
yeah, it's going to attack nearby players and obstacles, which is nice. Items too. Um, that was a, that was a, a good entry. Uh, the crazy eight, which gives you eight items, um, which includes shells and a star at the end and lightning, lightning uh, and squid, squid. Yeah, just yeah, a, everything. I don't know if it's eight random or if it's always eight, eight the it, same. It's the eight the same. Yeah, but a lot of them are always the same. I always have a star. You get a star, both shells. I think you get a blue shell too. You get a lightning, a squid. <laughs> I don't know, but you don't. I know you don't get like a speakerphone or anything. Yeah. Well, and and then and then of well, course sorry, the, the what are they called the, the super horn super horn yes yeah like, which, we called the speakerphones because <laughs> I don't know what they were is the only way to deflect a blue shell but it can also attack nearby opponents so if you're in a lower place and you have a super horn I would say use it for other opponents but if you're in second or first hoard yeah. that baby hoard it hoard that item it's the only way to get rid of a blue shell which that you might actually have without having to dip back which could be a strategy in and of itself I've never tried that but staying back to get good items and then Pushing yourself forward. That's what I do in the beginning usually. Yeah. Because it's, it's the best strategy. You just get a good item at first, and then you, like, the best are like three mushrooms. Then you just boost in front of everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun as hell. Um, Mario Kart 8 also introduces eight cups um, with 32 tracks each. Uh, this combining both uh, new tracks and retro tracks. And you've got, you know, mushroom, flower, star, special shell banana leaf and lightning dlc adds 16 new tracks among four cups the egg triforce crossing and bell yeah those are nice they're a lot of fun just an animal crossing map that one's a lot of fun yeah there's a hyrule circuit map. Hyrule circuit yeah um there's a lot of really fun maps and, and then they have i think at least three rainbow roads yeah. Because this game has its own Rainbow Road. They've got the Super Nintendo one in DLC. I think and the Wii one, right? And they've got the... No, they've got the 64. 64, that's what it is. Rainbow Road. I think that's it. There might be one more. I don't know. I think it's three. Yeah, there's a, lo there's a lot of uh, fun tracks. And even the, the retro tracks have been improved. There's like shortcuts added that, in, yeah. that use the anti-gravity mechanic. No, the short shortcuts are nice. There's a lot of really good shortcuts that actually are literally shortcuts. Like there's this one map where if you go into the water, it's like absolutely faster without question. Yeah. <laughs> Just stay off the track, honestly, the whole time. <laughs> yeah, I, rem I remember that one, that ice one, right? Yeah, Sherbert land or something like that i don't know i like the i like the skiing one the one that's just one continuous oh uh, yeah wario's mount wario yeah i think so yeah and you're like it's basically it's basically like skiing down but you're in carts and it's just a straight shot it's one straight shot yeah it's but, like and they call it laps but it's really just checkpoints you know there might be one more track that's like that but there is there's a, a blue one it's like a water one yeah and you go all the way down and i remember mm. was it blue dream i can't remember the name of it Wet dream. Any other. Wet dream. <laughs> That's what it was. That's what it was. We got it. Uh, you know what? We were high as fuck every time we played this. So. Yep. So can't remember shit. There was also uh, your typical modes. You've got Grand Prix, Time Trial, Versus Race, and Battle. We only did a couple Versus Races and Battles, but we, we did try some online. We did say try some online. We're pretty good. We're pretty all right. Fair enough. Yeah. I mean, there are some good people out there, but, you know, we just items, honestly. It's all about your items. If you stay back and get good items, you can just take people out at any point. Right. Now, online, that's where you want to just save items for a minute. It's good to save items because people stay ahead of you for the whole game until you throw one at them. Yeah. Th this game is also, I think, uh, the, the first one to introduce online multiplayer with, for up to 12 players. Um, and we got 12 players, buddy. Yeah. Today we did. Yeah, we did. On, on the Wii version. 
There, yeah. So the the our, the Wii U version, the there's apparently you know a dedicated or maybe because it's we're in quarantine right now, but yes. there are some people that are that are playing act pretty active on the Wii U server at least on the weekend. Um, and then the Switch servers obviously are 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 going to probably be pretty high. But I, I I've tried a few races online on the Switch, but. Overall, every time I played this game, I was high as fuck. I think uh, this game and, and the Mario Kart series as a whole are perfect games to get high to. I mean, uh, wh- why do you think you know that the, the series is is a perfect you know weed smoking game? It's because it's kind of mindless. I mean, don't get me wrong. There is a lot of thought you need to do, a lot of strategy, but it's just mindless. Like when you're high, you don't have to think. You just kind of have to just do. Yeah. You know what I mean, you're just gonna do it, and you fail. It's like, oh well. <laughs> but at the same time, like, we, you can do pretty well. I mean, <laughs> it's not much. The, the mechanics are pretty simple, just driving and drifting. You know, you got an item you can use every once in a while and just stay ahead of people. Yeah, it, it, it's it's pretty easy to actually, you know, pick it pick it up and, and get going. Um, to get really good at it, you know, it takes some skill, though. But, I mean, we, we pretty much cleared 100cc. We had a little bit more difficulty in the higher speeds, our higher engine classes, which I think... Also, in Grand Prix, affects the skill level of the CPUs, but I'm not sure. But no, I think this game was was honestly a perfect 420 game. It, it's hard to find 420 games. It's not like 420 movies on the Collateral Cinema podcast because, you know, there's definitive stoner films. Right. There, there aren't many definitive stoner games unless you're talking about, like, you know, Weed Farm on the App Store or something, you know. <laughs> but, like, that's about all we have when we're talking about the weed genre. There's just games that are fun to get high to. Is about all we can do for that. <laughs> but I mean, that's that's what it is. I mean, all games are fun to get high and play. But games that are like mindless and easy to do like this are are, are perfect ones for a 420 episode. Yeah, some some games actually you know do that. I think a little bit better. Um, I don't know if Zelda is something I'd want to get high to because I take Zelda seriously. You know, Zelda is such a. But some games like, um, you know, like like Mario. Uh, any Mario game, honestly. Even games like Death Stranding or Minecraft. Minecraft, for sure. <laughs> we'll, we'll have a lot of games to talk about on our uh, bonus round episode on, on top five weed-smoking games. But there's a, lot of, there's a lot of good ones. But Mario Kart really was, I think, the most accessible one that I could think of. And, and so uh, last season, we kind of went, we went for a bad game. Remember, we did Zelda CDI. Yeah. We said that this game is a perfect a 420 game because you have to be high to be able to to tolerate it. Right. <laughs> that was kind of our selling point there, but it it honestly is so much funnier when you're high. Um and this game is enhanced by the experience of being high. So that's what I mean, games that are enhanced. You know what I mean? I agree. I uh, agree. Games that 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 when you're high it makes it more fun, it makes it a better experience. Games that are, you know, more my my type that are single player, you know, story driven games are not necessarily as, as good to to get like super stoned to. I don't know. I can get sound anything, buddy. <laughs> no, nah, I'm just kidding. No, but you're right though. I get what you're saying. I mean there are games that have, have that aspect where it, it it does enhance it in more of a way than you would think. Yeah. Like like especially when, when you think about what weed does to you. You know what I mean? Like I could apex and game all day on on what you know what I mean? Smoking. yeah no there's a yeah competitive games really is kind of more where i think that are are better for weed smoking games um or or sandbox games or simulator games but not you know your traditional 
narrative style game that you know that, that's taken seriously because if you're too high you're not gonna be able to pay attention to the story right. or the <laughs> puzzles um but at the same time you can just be a little bit high you can be a little bit high. it's a fun experience either way yeah playing games in general is fun while, while it's hype and if you're failing at it yep but mario kart 8 you know delivers on being a great weed smoking game and it also delivers on uh on i think the graphics you know the presentation um particularly looking at the other games like when you look at 64 and you're 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 even we i mean the, the difference is, is is pretty pretty substantial yeah and then you've got your 2d 2d game that we played the super nintendo version. super nintendo super version. mario kart yeah. oh my lord that was wild <laughs> it was hard. It was hard, but that was considered revolutionary at the time, right? So you think about that was revolutionary. Look at the what's revolutionary now. I mean, even Mario Kart Eight isn't that, but still, it's like pretty damn great. Yeah, you, it, everything has its own like it, it's. You know where you are in the map a lot better than even sixty four. Yeah, you do, and and the controls are are uh, refined enough and and tight enough that the handling's better. Yeah, you get smooth handling. Um, and there's even updates, you know, like, like which modern games have is online updates that'll, you know, resolve issues, increase performance, fix bugs. But it, there's no wonder that Mario Kart 8 is the best selling Wii U game. It's had quite a positive reception. Uh, Deluxe is also the best selling Switch game, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, which is surprising because it's just a port of the Wii U version, uh, with an enhanced port, I should say. Mario Kart 8 overall is among the best selling games of all time. Uh, it sold over 31 million copies across both platforms. So uh, I, I think definitely the definitive Mario Kart experience for now. I'd, I'd love to see the series, you know, continue to improve on that next generation or go in other directions. Um, expand on Double Dash. I think that uh, this game actually took advantage of modern conventions like DLC um, you know, we had the Mercedes-Benz DLC was a free update. Yeah, that, that was a lot of fun. Actually, there's a vehicle in that that I use now. So I don't know. It may be good. It may be pretty <laughs> fucking good. Yeah, no, there's there's three new cards in that one that are based off Mercedes-Benz. There was the Legend of Zelda X Mario Kart 8 pack. Uh, introduced Link, Tanuki Mario, and Cat Peach. Uh, four new vehicles. Which is and vehicles and uh, what's it called? Parachutes too. Not parachutes. Uh, wing gliders. Yeah, yeah, no, no. With, with those, with those vehicles, all of the parts that come with those. Right. So that's three parts. So that's twelve new customizable parts. Right. Which you can mix and match, uh, and two new race cups, which had four tracks each. There you go. So you've got uh, the DLC actually really delivered and expanded the content. So when we come in, we see all this shit on there. Right. There's so much to do, uh, and then that was further enhanced by the Animal Crossing X Mario Kart 8 DLC pack, um, which reduced. Again, three new playable characters, four new vehicles, and two new race crups, four tracks each. Uh, you added Villager, Isabelle, and Dry Bowser. and Fuck Dry Bowser. <laughs> Fuck Dry Bowser, yeah. Um, and after that, of course, we got everything that was added to Deluxe. Um, it includes all previously released DLC, additional content, gameplay tweaks, uh, 1080p graphics at 60 frames per second while docked. Um, Honestly, I think that's the definitive Mario Kart experience. Is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe? If you want to take it a step higher, there you go. Um, and you you played a little bit of that too. Yeah, no, I played a lot of lot, well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, enough where I've I can definitely tell the difference between this and the Wii U. Um, even though it's the same game, it's it is 
deluxe. It is a better version. It is upgraded. It's enhanced. It's uh, the handling's a little better. Uh, they added even more vehicles, I think, or one of the vehicles was changed or something on this one because the I can drive a lot better with the vehicles in this one. <laughs> Well, yeah, even the physics were were different. Yeah, physics. Some of the stats would change, like we talked about. You can hold two items at once. Yeah. Um, there's uh, there's the ultra uh, tur- uh, mini turbo boost. That's the purple boost. Right. You, it's not. That's not in the Wii U version. Interesting. That's only in the Switch version. Um, and also revamped the battle mode, which arguably is the only part of Mario Kart Eight, the base game, that sucks, is the battle mode. I mean, they actually, they, they kind of dropped the ball on the battle mode. Previously, battle mode was was always balloon battle, as far as I know. Well, I think some other games had introduced some other modes, but usually balloon battle, and it played in, in an arena style. Mario Kart 8, the base game, not deluxe, um, introduced b- the balloon battle on just regular tracks. So there right. were a separate set of arena tracks. You're going, and it, it was weird. Yeah, it was weird. But but it's it's cool. It's another cool. It's just interesting, you know, interesting way to play. I like, for instance, our uh, the 150 mirror. That's a lot of fun. That's a good, uh, really fun uh, mode to play because you're playing the maps backwards, and you're not only playing the maps backwards, but they have like all the signs face backwards. They like they they reverse the signs and put it on the back side of the sign, basically. Yeah, it's pretty cool just to make it look like it's backwards. But it's really cool. There's a lot the question marks, your items, even those are faced backwards. Yeah, no, the mirror mode was a lot of fun. It was kind of it was kind of trippy if you get used to the tracks. And right. we did. We played a lot through a lot of them. I do think that the battle mode was kind of a letdown, but the rest of the game just delivers. And then Mario Kart 8 Deluxe fixes the battle mode. Um, it reverts it back to the original arena style, which builds off of the previous games. And that's just the balloon battle. It also introduced, like, freaking, what is it, like, fucking... Several different modes. I don't even know how many. Yeah, I think there's like a there's a coin one too. There's a coin one that that's a returning one. I think the bomb one. The bomb, yeah. There's also a, a new one. I think it's Renegade Roundup. And there's one more that I think was was a returning mode, Shine Thief. So that was actually really nice is having all of those battle modes. So I played a lot more of those whenever I was playing the Switch. So it it also adds eight new arenas, and items in uh, Mario Kart Eight Deluxe include Boo and the Feather. And then the fact that you can carry two items at once. Which you mentioned, right, yeah. Those new items, I, I didn't really see those ops, those often. Were those only in battle mode? The boo and the feather? Uh, the boo is in the race mode, but uh, the feather, I don't think so. I think that's a battle only item. It added six new playable characters, which were mentioned earlier, I think. New racing suits for me characters. And then also additional customizable cart parts. And then that alternate uh, that alternate costume for Link and the vehicle, based off of the Master Cycle Zero, th- those were that was badass. It was actually interesting because Mario Kart Eight added Link with as DLC with the uh, Master Cycle, and that was that was an invention for this game. So he would have a cart. Master Cycle then made its way into Breath of the Wild as right. Master Cycle Zero, and so they they were inspired. able to revamp that vehicle and make it a whole new vehicle, which is better. Like the one of the best vehicles, probably the best vehicle in fucking Switch. Well, well what's interesting is that yeah, is that that was a game that came into Breath of the Wild that was made in uh, created in Breath of the Wild based off of the Master Cycle in Mario Kart Eight, and then put back into Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Yep. So it went full circle. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, that, that's my favorite vehicle as well. That's my default. Like, I don't think I've played Mario Kart 8 Deluxe as any other character and vehicle because it's honestly just done so well for me. Um, but yeah, I, I don't think that there's going to be any more content added to Mario Kart 8. I don't think that we'll have really more DLC or anything, but I'm 
excited about the future of the franchise. Absolutely. I, I wonder what they're going to do. Um, uh, Project Mario Kart 9 or you know, whatever whatever the hell they do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. I think we're owed a, a, a dedicated Switch version. Yeah, that's true. We need a Switch version because that was just an upgrade. We, we need a dedicated Switch version. So maybe some more items, maybe some, you know, even better handling, more maps, more races. Yeah, well, change honestly, it up a little bit, but don't change it up. You know, they don't even really need to change much as long as they refine the controls, right? And and you know, improve the handling, add new tracks, add new characters. Um, I w- I would honestly be fine, but obviously, I think you know, there's kind of a precedent to to set up at least uh, one I'm new mechanic. Maybe, uh, yeah, one new mechanic. I'm thinking more of a more dedicated campaign. Like, don't get me wrong, we have what we consider a campaign, but it's just that we consider it a campaign. I would like to see a little more of that that would you know, be cool i would like to see a reason to race you know reason to get first place i don't know maybe i'd like to see uh, like this gritty nintendo universe there you go and there's a mario kart game in it perfect and there's a reason why they're driving carts there it is see there needs to be like a nintendo cinematic universe but it's like perfect it's like realistic not not too gritty nothing but, like you know a uh, death race or anything but yeah yeah <laughs> no that's what it would be like it would be like a little bit toned down, you know, like there Death Race style, uh, like Mad Max or something. All right, all right. Um, I see where we're going. <laughs> and, and it would be like there's like a reason why they're in carts and they have to like do it for some reason. I don't know. There you go. But no, I'd like to see the franchise go in also new directions. I think if they wanted to, and we mentioned this earlier, you know, side by side feature your Mario Kart 9, your, your, your numbered titles that are just uh, improvements, you know, on the, the series staples. And then you've got maybe a side series that's like sequels to Double Dash or something. You know what I mean? Because that was a that was a fun. Or at least they could do a sequel to Double Dash and have that as like just a you know staggered release. I, I think that would be cool. That would be actually a good idea, I guess, for the for a dedicated Switch game instead of a you know and save next generation for like the, the Mario Kart Nine per se. I don't know. Whatever they decide to do, I just hope we get one you know for Switch and. I'm excited to see where the franchise would, would go and if it's any better of a weed-smoking game. You know what I mean? I'd like to see it uh, maybe kind of embrace that. Not, you know, overtly, but I, I feel like Mario Kart maybe does understand now. Nintendo does understand um, its customer base, which is not just family, you know. Uh, originally, they were family-friendly, and, and that's kind of what they still focus on is, is being appealable to kids, but most kids are playing COD anyway now, or Fortnite, you know what I mean? Or actually, not even Fortnite, Apex, right? No, still playing Fortnite. They're still Fortnite? Okay. Yeah. But most uh, most kids are already playing different games, so Nintendo's maybe kind of remarketing it itself as what they can't overtly say is their customer base, but is, but, you know, like stoners you know like just gamers that are from our generation millennials that um that in, in appreciate the chill experience uh and, and can appreciate game despite being you know quote unquote it's marketed for children so and i think i think there's a little bit of self-awareness there i want to say uh, i think at least with the enhancements and, and improvements that come in mario kart 8 um, which which kind of appeals to hardcore gamers you know, there is a hardcore Mario Kart gaming community. Right. No, there is. Just like there's a hardcore Super Smash Brothers gaming community. It's the yeah. same thing. There are people who, who really honestly, like, take the competition to the next level um, and, and become chief at online. But, by the way, was the Switch version, I mean, sorry, was the Wii U version uh, online free? Like, I don't, 
I paid for the the Switch membership. Or I had a free trial for it, and I think I I'm gonna let it renew if it hasn't already. But the the Wii U we just got on. I don't know if yep. that's because my Nintendo account and whatever account I had on the Switch were merged because I I did that the other day. Or if if it's just free, if the Wii U, I don't, I'm surprised the Wii U servers I don't know, are still I, up. I logged in as my is my profile, remember? And I was playing with you, so maybe it doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't know. Th- that's pretty cool though. Um, but yeah, I guess we'll kind of wrap it up here. But uh, Mario Kart Eight is, I think, a, a perfect weed smoking game. The Mario Kart series overall um, are fun games to get high to. If you're a stoner, um, you'll definitely have this game and have played this game honestly i mean there's 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 no game that's not fun to get high to i don't think um, there are some games like i said before that are better to not get su- super high to but there's no game i don't think that you know you can't play high but there are definitely some games that really cater to that and mario kart games are some of those games what are your final thoughts dakota I think this game, like you said, it was the definitive game for the for the Mario Kart series. I particularly like this one more than any other ones I played, just because of the handling and stuff. Um, so do play it, uh, but go back and play the other ones, like because it's really interesting to have that aspect, have that to know the difference between each of the games. You know, like the sixty four version, the the fucking. Super Nintendo version that was wild. The DS like, version, pull out the your DS, DS version. Yeah, pull out your DS, the Wii. Like just pull out all of your all your Nintendo systems. Play Mario Kart. Like it's fun, no matter where you play it. Yeah, I think it's it's a perfect game to play right now. You know, while we're on quarantine during this pandemic, and and just kind of chill with friends. You can do that's uh, perfect couch co op game. Um, not couch co op, I guess couch competition, but you can right. be co op because you can team up. There you go. Yeah, and and it's perfect to get high to and just chill and. You know, uh, any Mario Kart game. Seriously, we're, we're dedicating this this podcast to all Mario Kart titles. Like, go play some more Mario Kart. You know you want to. There you go. Um, but yeah, that's that's it. Um, you know, you can find Collateral Gaming on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Chill Lover Radio, wherever you get your podcasts. I think we're on Google, YouTube, the lot. Um, go check us out on Podchaser. Go check out our Patreon. Go check it out. You're not obligated to donate anything yet because we really don't have any content for you yet. But check it out. Like, give it a thought. Be like, yo, okay. I'll, I'll come back here. <laughs> Stay tuned for more content. We've got uh, a lot more games coming out. A lot more games, uh, or I guess episodes based on games coming out. We've got our bonus round episode that should be out out of the time at the time this releases. Um, that's going to be 420 themed as well. We'll continue doing more titles and more bonus round episodes to try to produce content on, on, a, on a regular, more regular basis than we have been and just keep it going. Because right now, I think that's more important than ever. But, you know, speaking of which, um, our next title is going to be uh, Tomb Raider, the uh, 2013 reboot. Yeah, that one's going to be exciting. I'm, I'm excited for that one. And Megan and Alan are coming back on that episode and staying on as full hosts at that point. Yeah, for all of our all of our regular numbered episodes, they're going to be, be on with us. I'm excited for that. Guys, if you're listening, this is a shout out to you. Hopefully when this crisis is over, we can have Bo and Robert chill out in the studio sometime too. Um, I'm, I'm eager to get back to Collateral Cinema. I guess we'll plug Collateral Cinema. Plug? <laughs> We'll plug them because they're yeah, we're, we're uh, the Bo, Bo and Robert aren't here, but we are a part of Collateral Cinema as well. I guess the, so. If uh, you're not listening to Collateral <laughs> Cinema, that's our movie podcast that Dakota and I are part of, along with Bo and Robert. 
and it's a lot of fun. We delve into movies. We uh, we we have a 420 episode out on Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. Does it look like they shout us out at all? No, they do not. They why, do actually. Why be- are we giving them a plug? Collateral Cinema always shouts us out, guys. I, I, I appreciate it. Bo and Robert, I actually go back. I listen to the episodes. Ah, uh, so we're being Bo, assholes then. I appreciate <laughs> that you that you shout us out. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Also, fuck Collateral Cinema. Collateral Gaming is better. Let's be assholes. Yes, sir. The end. No, I'm just kidding. Guys, they're both great podcasts. We enjoy being part of both of them. Um, even if we're having to do uh, one uh Right after the other. Well, even if we're having <laughs> to do one isolated from the other, social distancing. True. But uh, we're excited about it. You can also follow Collateral Gaming and Collateral Cinema on all social media channels. Uh, you can go check out our uh, profiles as well. I, I accept friend requests. I, uh, I I check my DMs. <laughs> I don't know what Dakota's doing right now. He's moving his head. He's moving it in circles. <laughs> what What is going on, Dakota? I don't know. It's quarantine. It's messing with us all. <laughs> you still got some of that, uh, some of that acid in you, or something? Mm, something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, we've got we've got another uh, episode to record here, but uh, we'll uh, we'll get back to you guys later. Um, Remember to stay safe, smoke a lot of weed. And um, that being said, I'm Ashley Chancellor. I'm Dakota Chancellor. This is Collateral Gaming, the 420 special. And we are out. Out.
Collateral Gaming is an L Company production. All music and game clips are owned by their respective creators and are used for educational purposes only. Please don't sue us. We're poor. Boy.